Hello, and thank you for joining us. My name is Molly Carmichael with Zonda's Inspirational Leadership Series, joined by the industry's best in all things real estate. These leaders are literally designing our future for many generations to come with new communities, home designs, technology, retail centers, infrastructure, and so much more. This series is about who they are, how they got started, who inspired them, and their journey to the top. So let's get started. Today, we are joined with Ryan Marshall, the President and Chief Executive Officer for Pulte Group. I'm a huge fan of Pulte and Ryan's. I worked at the company for eight years, and Ryan's probably one of the nicest guys in the industry. Pulte Group today is one of the largest public builders building homes throughout the country from the east to west coast. They are a $15 billion company with 29,000 homes built last year. And as you might imagine, Ryan's a pretty busy guy. I think the part I love the most about Ryan, and you'll see it in this interview, he's a super humble guy and he's super approachable. He's that leader that everybody wants to work for. He's got a long history in home building with humble beginnings. And so I think you're gonna really enjoy his story. So let's hear from Ryan about his career, his life, and what it takes to be an inspirational leader. Please join me in welcoming Ryan Marshall. Welcome. We are here today with Ryan Marshall. He's the Chief Executive Officer for Pulte Homes. And welcome, Ryan. Glad to have you here. It's Glad to be here, Molly, and it's great to see you. Definitely a privilege for sure, especially given my roots with the great Pulte team. Um, we're going to start out today to talk a little bit about you and what you're doing and what the team's doing. But but first, let's start with you. In, in the job that you do on a daily basis, can you share with everyone, what is it that you do every day? Well, you know, Molly, the, you know, the unique thing about the job title of CEO is, is there's, there's not a consistent job description that I think uh, goes with, with um, uh, that role. Uh, so you kind of have the opportunity to allocate time uh, where you are most comfortable and maybe where you, you find the opportunity to, to make the biggest difference. Um, for me, I spend a fair amount of time with our board. I spend a fair amount of time with our investors. Uh, I spend a lot of time with our team, specifically our field team, um, and a decent amount of time thinking about our strategy. So um, those are kind of the big kind of buckets that I, I think about and where I, I really allocate and spend my time. What is it that you love the most in your job? What I love the most, um, I love interfacing with our team members, uh, solving problems. Um, that's, that's You're good at I'm, that in my experience. I could see that. <laughs> uh, you know, that's where I'm happiest. Thank God. <laughs> and look, I, I've been doing this long enough that I've seen, I've seen a variety of, of problems, uh, you know, come across the desk. And, um, you know, no matter the market cycle that we're in, good uh, economic cycles, maybe down economic cycles, there's always challenges to overcome. Um, you know, as good as the last two or so years have been for this industry, you know, we've had a lot of production challenges and supply chain, supply chain challenges. Um, I was also doing this in 2007 and eight when we were going through, you know, a very different housing environment and you know, certainly the challenges then were, were much less fun, but, you know, uh, probably equally as hard to solve. Um, so my favorite thing is, is really solving problems. I also like spending time on strategy. 
thinking about the decisions that we're making today that are going to make our company better um, five years from now, 10 years from now, um, you know, even beyond maybe the time frame when, when I'm doing this job. You know, I, I, I think I like that the best too. I get it. Um, I, you know, going way back when you started with Pulte, I think I was even there with the company at the time. What brought you to Pulte? Like, what was it that you said, like, how did that sort of connect? Well, it's a funny story, Molly. The way I got to Pulte, uh, when I was uh, going through um, getting my master's in business at Arizona State, um, I had, I was working, I had a young, really young kids at the time. So I was working while I was going to uh, my MBA program. And I was, I was working as a recruiter specifically for uh, accountants. And, and Pulte was one of my clients. And so I got to know the firm because they were a client and I got to know some of the, the team on the finance staff. And I said, boy, this seems like just such a great company. If there was ever an opportunity to join the company, I would. And sure enough, uh, there, there was an opportunity that came up and essentially I applied for it and interviewed and got the job. And uh, that's how I ended up at Pulte. Um, I, uh, you know, at an earlier uh, part in my career, before I went back to graduate school, I had the opportunity to um, uh, buy a gas station. And with that gas station, I developed some of the out parcels um, around the gas station that I owned. And um, that was probably the, you know, the first real estate deal, commercial real estate deal that I ever did. And I think that was, you know, if I look back in my career, that's when it got in my blood. And that's when I really said, I want to be involved in real estate. Little did I know that it would, you know, be residential real estate. But uh, looking back on kind of the experiences that I've had and the opportunities that this career has given me, I'm, I'm so grateful uh, for, you know, what Pulte has, has meant to me and my family and, and uh, those around me. Me too. I get it. No, it's a, it's a great place to be. So, so when you bought that piece of land, where was that? Was that in Arizona? No, uh, it was in uh, a town outside of Salt Lake, uh, okay. really right off of Interstate 80. So it was kind of an interstate based gas station. And it was, um, you know, several acres of property and I was in way over my head. Uh, but what, an what, experience it was. what spurred that? Like, how did that happen? Uh, you know, an, another kind of, of little kids and starting out. I mean, that's, that's a bold move at it. Yeah, it was, it was something that I did when I, that's how I originally put myself through undergraduate school as I was involved in the gas station business. And so I knew a little bit about it, finished my undergraduate degree, was in public accounting, and when I left public accounting, that was my next adventure was buying my own gas station. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, well, we're going to go back a little bit farther, even a lot farther. So tell us a little bit about you growing up, kind of where you grew up and, you know, what is it that you wanted to do when you were a young Ryan Marshall? Maybe I always use the, the age eight. I don't know why, but, but tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up uh, and some of that. And uh, what did you want to do when you were young? Yeah, so I, I grew up in a fairly small town uh, outside of Salt Lake City. My dad was a veterinarian. Um, our, our town awesome. had about 10,000 10, 10, people, not employees, but 10,000 people lived in our town. Um, you know, two stoplights, one McDonald's, one high school. Um, you know, that was the, the kind of town that I grew up in. That was uh, a, a big part of 
um, my younger years, there was a, a period of time when we, we moved to a really rural part of Utah uh, when my dad was running a big cattle ranch. Um, there were only 150 people in that town and the so school you're kind of a I, cowboy back in the day. Yes. And so that's what I was going to say when I was when I was eight, um, I wanted to be a cowboy because that's <laughs> the world that we lived in. And, you know, one of my big highlights as an eight oh, and 10 year old was I was able to go to the essentially the town roundup, which is we would go up into the mountains and you would round up all the cattle from being up in the mountains in the summer and you'd bring them all home. Um, so yeah, at age eight, I thought I was going to be a, you know, a cowboy for the rest of my life. What a great way to grow up. <laughs> there were I, some good memories. Yeah, I, sure. I would think so. How do you blend that into your family life today? Do you, do you kind of have, have you engaged your kids into any of that at all? Or, I mean, that's a pretty neat way to grow up. Um, not, not to the level that, that I grew up that way, Molly. what I have yeah. tried to blend into, uh, you know, my kids' lives are the value of hard work, um, the value of community, um, you know, the, the value of knowing how to do things with your hands and, and being able sure. to be self-sufficient. I have tried to teach, um, you know, my kids that. Uh, I've got three boys, um, you know, they're, they're quickly becoming adults in their own right. Uh, some of them have picked up some of those skills better than others. Uh, but, you know, there's just no substitute for life experience. And when, you know, you're a young kid growing up on a farm and learning how to run machinery and fix machinery, it's hard to replicate that in the city. And while, you know, I love the, the life that I've had as an adult, it's also sure. meant that I've mostly lived in big cities. Um, and so uh, the one thing that I do hang on to is I, I still plant a small garden every year, um, nice. which was kind of part of how I grew up as well. And so, you know, there is, there is some level of satisfaction from planting seeds and seeing fresh produce show up, you know, two or three months later. For sure. And I, I also think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just kind of rolling up your sleeves and learning how to do some of that hard work. I think that's what carries into your adult life. I had a very similar background, not quite on a farm, but, you know, started working with my parents. Uh, you know, they had a little store and I, like started working when I was eight and, you know, weekends, nights, all of that. It just, you know, we learned to work hard at a very young age. And I, I really attribute, you know, some of my life today to that. Totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, so now fast forward. So you're, you're living on a farm with your parents. You want to be a cowboy. How did you end up, you know, getting to where you're, where you chose a new career? Obviously, well, I love the story about sort of the, the land buy and the gas station and some of that stuff. But but tell us a little bit about your journey getting to uh, getting to the place you are today. It was a little bit of an accident, and uh, <laughs> you know, there was some. Was the best kind. I get uh, it. There was some failure in life, and um, you know, I always yeah, say okay. sometimes the best the best lessons in life come from failure. I I, I agree. Once I went to college, I thought I was going to be a doctor. Um, you know, my dad was was a veterinarian, and he was certainly kind of pushing science based uh, careers and. So I was on a pre-med track. I, I don't think I- Veterinarian, Ryan, or, or any specific sort of, did you know what kind of doctor you wanted to be? 
No, just um, MD of some sort. You know, yeah, okay. I was on a pre-med track and I go to medical school. Um, in not not veterinary medicine, but human medicine. And I, I don't think I officially flunked out, but it felt like I flunked out of organic <laughs> chemistry and physics. And and I was, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And I remember yesterday that um, I didn't know what I was going to do kind of with my life and career because at the rate I was on, I knew I wasn't going to get into uh, medical school. And I got some advice that, um, you know, I think I'd express some interest in, in business. And I got some advice that, that accounting might be a, a great path, even if you don't end up ultimately pursuing that as a career. It's just such a good, um, you know, foundational base uh, for really any kind of business. So I signed up for accounting 101 and it clicked for me. Um, and that began my journey uh, to be an accountant. And, I, you know, once I graduated, I went into public accounting. Um, I, I absolutely credit the experience that I had in undergraduate, uh, my undergraduate program uh, in the accounting program I was in, as well as the experience that I got with working in public accounting to, um, you know, the, the many of the, the life lessons and many of the lessons that I learned about business, I credit to, um, you know, that education and, and to that experience in public accounting. So um, that's how I ended up there. And, and um, you know, Pulte's got a history of really bringing the finance and accounting staff deep into the operations. Agreed. And it was part of the reason that I was so excited to uh, potentially join the company. Um, and, um, you know, I, when I, when I joined the company, I knew little to nothing about home building. Um, but just through our training and development program, I was given so many opportunities to really learn the operations, um, you know, to really learn about the strategy of, of buying residential real estate. And, um, you know, it's very much, part of, of uh, who I am today and, and what's, you know, made, made my career a success and, our, and continues to make our company a success. So Ryan, it, it really looks like as, as you look at the company, it's interesting to hear your comments on sort of the deep roots in finance, uh, given you and both John Chadwick as the COO and CEO coming from that channel. And that's definitely very apparent. I think that's smart and strong. But, but let me ask you, honestly, how do you go from, you know, wanting to be a cowboy to moving? I mean, that's a drastic shift, right? Going into finance. Um, I mean, what kept you engaged? I, I think one of the things um, that's about me from a personality standpoint is I've got a lot of interests and there's a lot of things that I've tried and a lot of things that I still want to try. Um, as, I, as I got into high school, I was very involved with the business club. And, and I, I did a number of things during the summers where I would go to, you know, summer camps that um, were essentially, you know, business type summer camps and um, mock stock market type exercises and things like that. So I think I had, you know, a, a desire to know more about business, um, you know, that the house, my parents, um, both college educated, but my dad was you know, of a science mind. And so I felt like we didn't talk a lot about kind of the business world in our house. And for whatever reason, I was always intrigued by it. So I, you know, today, I think I, I know a fair amount about business, but I do have a desire to still be a cowboy. Um, at some point in my life, you know, I hope that 
um, I can have a few cows and, and um, you know, have a, a hobby farm, if you will, uh, because it is still very much a part of who I am. You know, it's, it's funny. I think we all have that big desire to be outdoors and physical. And then, you know, it sounds like you really fell in love with the business side. You're doing pretty good too, by the way. <laughs> so let's, let's go into, um, let's jump over a little bit to Pulte and, uh, and kind of what you guys are doing there. What do you guys really invest in as far as what, what makes you guys different as a home builder? You know, what makes a great home? How do you guys set yourself apart? I mean, that's a, you guys have a pretty big organization from Dell Webb on the active adult side, as well as uh, the conventional family side. Well, specific to home building, I, I think some of the things that we've done that differentiate us, we've really focused on the design of our homes. So we spent a lot of time um, researching with customers, talking to customers, doing focus groups, uh, working to innovate and create designs that uh, really work for the way that people live. We put a tremendous amount of time and effort um, into the quality of the homes that we build, the materials that we use, the materials that we choose, the way that we construct them, the way that we inspect quality um, inside of, of the company. I think we've made that a real priority. Um, we have focused on net promoter score and we explain want, that promoter score. So the idea is at the end of um, at several points in the journey, and the one that we really pay attention to is after one year of a customer living in one of our homes, we ask them, would you refer us to a friend or a family member? And it's a it's a uh, yes or a no uh, answer. It's on a one to ten scale, um, and and so you subtract the 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 promoters from the uh, detractors based on the one to 10 scale that you get and you end up with a net promoter score. So a lot Got of it. businesses, industries use it. Um, that's something that we've really focused on to make sure that the experience that we're creating for our customers is not only do they have a great home that's designed well, the quality of the home and the way it's built is, a, is, is above their expectations. Um, inevitably, you know, things will occasionally go wrong and break. And when that happens, we want to provide outstanding service. We think that we think that's something um, that will withstand the test of time and continue to protect our brand and our reputation. Um, Molly, I think we do a really nice job picking locations and picking locations where we put communities. Um, you know, certainly, um, we're, you know, part of housing is you've always got to find that next great spot. Um, I think the market intelligence team that we have here, which, you know, you're uh, very familiar with, I think we do just a really nice job identifying the consumer that we're trying to serve and understanding what their ultimate motivations are for why they decide to live where they're going to live. Um, I'm really proud of our brands. Um, all of our brands are great, but I'm very proud of the Dell Web brand. I think it's something that is unique and special in housing overall. And um, we've continued to invest in and protect the Dell Web brand as, as something very special to our company and to this industry. I agree. I agree. Uh, it's interesting to see that change over time. And what do you say to the industry that says, you know, I think the Dell Web brand um, is dated. 
Well, um, I, 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 I guess I'd, I'd probe a little more on why somebody feels it's dated. Uh, and by the way, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. But, um, I think, in fact, the people that usually say that are the people that have a, an income and a net worth and uh, a lot of things that don't tie to who the real buyer is and consumer is for Dell Webb because Dell Webb's so much about lifestyle and uh, long-term affordability and other factors. But anyway, it's just one to caveat that. Yeah, Molly, I, I think if you go back to the original roots of what the Dell Webb communities were, were meant to be, it was about providing a, a, you know, a relatively affordable opportunity for a retiree that um, had never enjoyed that type of planned community, that type of facilitated lifestyle. Exactly. Um, and so we were able to totally create an amazing community in great locations that had a really nice high quality home but you know really what was unique and special were was the lifestyle and the other and the community that you were moving into it was more about that than it was the home itself and um, feeling financially secure at the same time yeah right um you know you've you've you know even today we still have many of our residents they maintain uh you know a primary residence or or the original uh, home that they lived in whether it was uh, somewhere up north or in another city, and then they've got their Dell Webb home in the Carolinas or in Florida or in Arizona or Las Vegas, where you know we've got many of our our Dell Webb communities. So, um, look, it's it's not a it's not a a concept or a lifestyle that's for everybody, uh, but you know we certainly think that for the consumer that we're going after and trying to serve, I think it's a phenomenal offering. Um, and we think it really continues to resonate with customers. I think so too. And I think you guys are doing a lot to really even take it to the next level too, as I understand. So I remember the very first time I started working with Dell Web, I went and stayed at a Dell Web community and I stayed in a vacation villa and I had perceptions of what I thought it was. And when I got there, I think within an hour, I was calling my father to live there. I mean, I just could not believe how amazing and um, active and fresh. And it was, I was blown away. So, yeah. You know, we're seeing a lot of our residents are working longer than they've ever worked. Um, you know, they've got interests and hobbies that have changed over the last 25 years. So, um, you know, as an example, 25 years ago, almost every single Dell Web community was developed with a golf course. Um, today we do very few, if any golf courses, um, you know, we find that the residents can access the surrounding golf courses. They're more interested in, you know, physical fitness, wellness, mindfulness, um, having access to continuing education, um, good access and proximity to the employment corridor, because we find that many of our residents are still working, um, you, even if it's just part time. Yeah, I think that I think the golf portion of it really ends up being about privacy and view more than anything and just having that open green space. Um, but golf is coming back, just so you know. I mean, it's it's pretty funny what what I think COVID's done with golf. Uh, now you're seeing a much younger generation really engage in golf. And uh, it'll be interesting to see that evolve over time. So we'll see. We need, to, we need to figure out how to make 18 holes last less than four hours. <laughs> we have to figure out how to make money with golf courses. I think that's the key. <laughs> that's a big part of it. 
Well, let me ask you, I'm going to do a couple of uh, quick rounds with you on sort of your favorites, a little, a little bit more about Ryan Marshall again. What's your favorite sport today? Uh, favorite sport is snow skiing. Um, I love, I love the outdoors, grew up in Utah. Um, I just, I love being in the mountains and there's something about the combination of, of being outside and the, the technical aspects along with some of the thrill, the thrill of snow skiing that, that I really, uh, I really love. So Brian, tell us what your favorite pastime is. Well, one of the things that I love to do, uh, Molly, is I like to cook. Um, so uh, I travel a lot during the week. I eat out a lot. Um, I come home, you know, late uh, more often than not. So my wife uh, is spectacular. She handles most of the cooking and uh, taking care of the household during the week. And on the weekends, we kind of switch roles and uh, we enjoy doing it together. And I enjoy kind of cooking fun. on the weekends. So, um, you know, I've tried to get better at it over the years and um, something that I really enjoy doing. Would you say gourmet cook? Um, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say gourmet. <laughs> I, I really like, uh, you know, barbecue, grilling, smoking, sure. um, you know, smoker type stuff. Yeah. Um, I do a fair amount of, I, I would say I'm probably more of a comfort food cook. Um, and I do enjoy baking things, uh, which was something that I got from my mom. Um, nice. So homemade breads and, you know, pies and, cookies and things like that. I enjoy kind of playing around with that as well. God, what a, what a great couple. The two of you must be together. That's awesome. We, we, we have to exercise in order to I was gonna uh, say. enjoy all the food that we like to cook. I know. I don't know how you, yeah, no, but I, I think I saw you running at Builder 100. So I, you seem to be pretty active too. Um, favorite place to vacation? Uh, Utah, without a doubt. Um, nice. And I love it in the winter. I love it in the summer. Um, you know, growing up there, I couldn't wait to leave. And essentially, uh, I've lived my entire adult life, mostly on the East Coast. Um, and um, every chance I, I get now, I like to go back to Utah. I a lot of my family still lives there. So I feel right. like I can do the outdoor activities that I love. Um, and I can also see family. I think Utah is without a doubt, probably the best kept secret in the country. I cannot figure out why it's not keep, growing faster than it is. You should it, keep it that way, Molly. I know, no, and I, I do get that, but it is so beautiful. It's the center of the US, so it's easy to travel. Uh, the kindest people in the world live there. I mean, it's just, I think, uh, the best kept secret in the country. So uh, <laughs> we'll only be sending this to a few thousand people, but yeah. <laughs> so let's do word association. I'm gonna actually say a word and what's the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, the very first word I would say is quality. The homes we build. Nice. People. Most important part of our company. Agree. Home building. Amazing career opportunity. Good answer. Affordable. Hard to find these days. Really hard to find these days. On that note, what advice would you give to a consumer looking for a home today? Would you buy today? Absolutely, without question. Why? Um, I think there's so much joy and um, memories and satisfaction that come from owning a home. And um, 
you know, other than maybe one really bad spot, 2006, 2007, 2008, uh, I think there's been more wealth created in this country for individuals through owning a personal home. Um, and I, I just, I believe that will continue to be the case, uh, Molly. So, you know, I think um, I definitely I advise definitely advise you know a first-time home buyer to make sure they you buy what you can afford i don't think there's value uh or any joy in being house poor uh you know but buying a location that you think is going to make you or your spouse or your partner or your family happy um and enjoy you know the aspects of, of home ownership which i think are spectacular this is a really cute story but um the very last time i saw bill pulte he came and spoke in front of our whole division and uh, at the very end, they said, you know, final questions. And so I raised my hand and I said, what would you do different? And, you know, and he was very understated, as you probably remember, just the sweetest man ever. And uh, he paused and he said, well, you know, I think I would have, and sorry, but this is what he said. He said, I think I would have invested less in the stock market. And I just wished I would have bought one home in every community I ever built because I made about four to six percent in the stock market over, I think it was like a 40, 50 year period at that time. And he goes, I would have made more if I would have just bought one house in every community I built. And I thought, brilliant advice. I mean, that was awesome. So I think you're right. I, why would you wait and why would you give somebody else, you know, thousands of dollars in rent yep. and not benefit? Um, today in your job, you know, where do you think you make the most difference? Uh, I think the biggest difference, Molly, is about um, maintaining the focus on what our strategy is. Um, so the markets that we invest in, um, the you know the way that we go to market, the brands that we have, uh, the way that we um, you know the way that we think about the consumer, the way that we're serving the consumer, continuing to push the organization to be innovative. I think those are the areas that um you know where where i spend my time and i think it's really impactful not only in our near-term operations but you know the the future success of the company as well um you know this is a very long cycle business the land that we're buying today those will be the communities that we'll be living with for the next you know in many cases four to five years and so um, you know, the decisions that we make about where we buy land, how we buy land, I think are really impactful. I, I think that's spot on. Um, so I asked Bill Pulte this, I'm going to ask you this too. What would you do different? Looking well, back. I, I would tell you a couple of things I would do different. Um, in probably 2012, 2013, you know, we were we were really focused as a company on fixing some uh, operational challenges that we had in the organization. Um, that was an opportunity where we could have and probably should have grown more um, as an organization. And so I wasn't in this job at that point in time, but it, you know, uh, as much success as we've had as an organization, it would have been nice to you know grow a little bit more uh, in that time period. As you look back at a young Ryan Marshall starting out in this business, what advice would you give him? Uh, be curious and uh, be willing and, and frankly excited about learning all aspects of the business. Um, 
of a construction manager, the sales process, how to buy land, um, you know, uh, how to run a home building operation. I think the more curious that, that um, you know, a young employee coming into this industry, I think, um, you know, you'll find all kinds of, of opportunities. The other, you know, advice I would give is, is be willing to take new challenges, even if it means moving out of a city that you love. Um, it's tough. And I think we're, you know, we're seeing with, with the current generation, a reluctance to move out of the city that, that an individual currently lives in. And so my other piece of advice would be willing to, you know, move a little bit. Um, I moved a lot, maybe too much. Um, but, but I, I think it can really pay dividends for new opportunities and growth and in, in an individual's career. Favorite place to live? Favorite place, uh, for me was Florida. Um, are I, you in Florida now? I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. Okay. I don't know why I thought you were in Florida now. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, it don't make sense. You would be in Atlanta. We've been in Atlanta for about eight years now, which we really enjoy as a family, but uh, I really love living in Florida. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, let's talk about the people that have inspired you in your career. Um, I'd love for you to share. I mean, I'm sure you've had mentors in your life that made a big difference in your career inside, I would say the industry, but also kind of outside the industry. Like who is it that you admire? And if you could share kind of why. Yeah. So, you know, in, early on inspiration for me was my dad. Uh, my dad um, was, you know, a child that grew up in kind of depression era America, uh, real sense of, of kind of work ethic and the value of an honest, you know, hard day, uh, an honest day's work. And um, I, I still, you know, credit my dad, even though we had very, very different career paths, some of the things that, that um, are kind of core values for me. Uh, I know those came from my dad. Um, in, in this industry and specifically at Pulte, I had um, you know, a couple of, of um, folks that were very influential in my early career. Kurt Van Hefty, um, you know, ah. Kurt was um, instrumental in hiring me to Pulte and taught me a lot about home building finance and, and more than just about home building finance, but it was about a lot of things, home building. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always grateful for what I learned from Kurt and, and for hiring me in the first place. Um, and job. I learned a ton from Bob Schaefer. I went to work for Bob. I loved uh, Bob Schaefer. In our corporate office in Detroit in 2003. And, you know, Bob uh, was running our asset management committee or our investment committee. And I went to work for Bob as a, as an analyst and, I learned more in that period of time than, than I've probably learned in, in any other job. So uh, those are a few of the folks that, you know, really made an impact on, on my career, you know, at Pulte. A lot of the people under Bob Schaefer really grew wonderfully well after his tenure there. So he must have been a great leader and a great guy for sure. No question. No yeah, question. Great guy. Um, well, Ryan, as always, I so appreciate your time and making the time to share your story, what you think it takes uh, to be successful and, and really what has been part of your success over the many years you've been doing what you've been doing. So uh, thanks for joining us. 
any sort of final words or anything like that? It's been such a pleasure. I love catching up. Well, Molly, thank you. It's been uh, great to chat with you today. Um, you know, I think my, my final parting words of wisdom would be uh, that this is uh, an exciting industry to be in. Um, you know, there will certainly be ups and downs and times when it feels better than others. But, um, you know, for having spent the majority of my adult life and the mo most of my career in housing, uh, I'm just so, um, you know, thrilled and appreciative and grateful for what this company has done for me and my family personally, but, but even bigger than the company, what the industry has done. And um, it's just such an exciting place to have, have a career. And, and uh, so I'd encourage many of our, our younger employees um, and younger associates that are in the industry to stick with it. It's, it's just a, it's a really, really great industry. I agree. It's, it's, it's like a second family and, and for Pulte too, I think you're part of a, a great family. So uh, thanks for all you guys are all doing for us. You're building our future and, and we appreciate it. Thank you again for joining us. This is Molly Carmichael, and I hope you enjoyed this series. Please hit like if you like today's broadcast and subscribe if you'd like to hear more from the best and the brightest in our industry. Take care, everyone, and I hope you join us again next time.